Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Hello and welcome to the Zoo Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. The title race tightens at the top after Arsenal stake their claim and sweep aside Liverpool 3-1 at home. The problems at Chelsea pile on from Richard Pochettino after losing 4-2 at home to Wolves despite taking an early lead. Everton secure a crucial point in the relegation race as Jared Branthwaite scores a late equaliser against Tottenham. And Manchester United continue their recent bouncing form with a 3-0 win against West Ham. That's what we have coming up in today's episode. OK, mate, there's absolutely only one place to start. It was the big game of the weekend yep. at the Emirates, Arsenal hosting Liverpool. OK, before we get into any kind of detail, Robbie Mosto, you weren't in... in, in, in studio this weekend. I know you were watching at home and copious amount of notes, but I want you to give me a sentence on your takeaway from this game. What, 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 was, you, what was your biggest takeaway from a 3-1 win by Arsenal, a, a dominating Arsenal in the first half, conceded late goal, had some disappointment, came back, Liverpool didn't quite play at the fluent best, even Klopp and that. But, but what's your takeaway, mate? What, what's the thing that you might hold for the season on that game did this? <laughs> I'll try and do it in one sentence. And what? that would, one sentence would probably be... That sentence would probably be... Arsenal are not going anywhere. They're right back in the race, Rob. That, mm. That's kind of... What I feel like, I thought today was a defining game, particularly for Arsenal, mm. given the vibe a little bit, given the recent results a little bit and being a little bit off the pace, this was a time to get back on track. And everything from the first whistle really to the last, Arsenal were pretty, pretty immaculate. Um, the own goal, of course, was scored mm. by Gabriel just before half-time was really the only negative part of it. Other than that, the way they started the game, even the lineup, Rob, and yeah. you know, there's a couple of big calls from Mikel Arteta. A couple of big calls going for Kai Havertz up front. Yeah, Jesus not ready to go. Um, there's Enketia. There's Trossard that could play a false nine. He continues to to go with mm. Kai Havertz, um, and Kai Havertz was involved in the first goal. And what I'll say before I, I get too much further into this, Rob, is, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Kai Havertz. I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. And now it. it 
in this game, he worked like mm. I, I've never seen him work before, unless, I, unless I'm not watching enough for that side of him. Yeah. He, he played a, a false nine, so the up front. Yeah. He worked back. Uh, he worked his socks off, Kai Havertz. And I tell you what, fair play. Fair play from wide areas defending to central areas defending, Rob, to running in behind to closing down. He's got some engine, you know. He's got some engine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of his, his finishing quality or his, sometimes his involvement and sometimes his body language and sometimes his, mm. I don't know, determination. All that being said, he worked yeah. really, really hard. And for that, I give him credit. Um, but I'll let you come back in, Rob. It was a, it was a good day for Mikel yeah. Arteta yeah. and Arsenal. Um, I like the change of system, by the way, but let, let, let me get, you know, what, well, did, yeah, what did you think? Uh, let, Anything different to the, that? The, 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 the um, mm. takeaways from it. I thought, as, as you, I thought it was a huge day for, for Arsenal. I was stronger than maybe Tim and a few other people. I thought they lose today. They're not going to pull eight games back, and mm. eight points in, in 15. Um, with City flying, with Liverpool then would have been flying, you know, if they'd have won the game. I... My biggest takeaway was, Rob, that played brilliant football. Probably should have, you know, the football deserved to be more than 1-0 up at half-time. They go in 1-1. My biggest takeaway was the reaction to the disappointment of going in 1-1. I always mm. worry about, don't worry when Arsenal's playing well. And today, they were playing one of the best teams in the league and dominated the, the ball and pressed them in and won possession and looked more dangerous. But the, when, when a disappointment comes to, to Arsenal, as we saw last season, Rob, there's still for me a doubt about how this team might react. Now, I think they should be better, and I've often said, you know, I think they learned from last year. Declan Rice makes them better. Mm. I'll talk about Jorginho in a little while, that his experience yep. helps them in those situations. But I just thought it was a big day for, for Arsenal to get over a big disappointment that could have gone another way, and they ended up winning the game. I thought there was smart game management in the second half, Rob. Yeah. Smart game management. The first half, I think everybody who, who watched that first half knows that Arsenal were, were really at it. Yeah. They pressed Liverpool really, really well. Mm -hmm. They dominated because of that. Liverpool, I don't know, Jurgen Klopp was frustrated at the end about how they didn't play football, yeah. but they weren't allowed to play football. Mm -hmm. That's all down to Arsenal's pressing. Now, you, like, jumping forward to half-time, you can see that goal, kind of a mess up, yeah. mix-up defensively yeah. with the own goal. And second half was different. Liverpool started mm. much more on the front foot. And, 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 and what I liked about Arsenal, Rob, is there were periods there uh, that they were, like, they were kind of OK with that. I, said, I was watching with my son, as I often do at a weekend, and the shape of Arsenal was really good. And they basically said, you know what, you, you're having a bit of a reaction after half-time. Yeah. Your tail's up a little bit. This is OK. And we've got this. And we defended really well. The shape defensively for Arsenal was not different. When they, again, like... Without the ball, they're pretty much four at the back, yeah. four across midfield, yeah. two up front that defend. Um, it's Havertz and, and Odegaard today. They're a bit different in possession because Rice played alongside Jorginho with yeah. Odegaard, mm. kind of centrally as a number 10. That's kind of different, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. But, but, but second half, Rob, they got their opportunities. The long ball over the top, the mistake from the goalkeeper and from Van Dijk, they go 2-1 up, and they managed the game really well. Didn't feel like they had to... Mm continue with the pressing or continue with the good football, they were okay saying, you know what? And that, I, I just think that was smart. Yeah. And, I, and I like to see teams that can do both things. They can high press, they can play the football. Mm -hmm. And other times when they realise the time is right, they can sit behind the ball and say, oh, okay, they're having a bit of a go here. Let's just sit in there and get a good shape. 
because something good can happen on the counter-attack. It's exactly what happened. I thought it was a really nice job of the manager, mm. picking a team, changing the tactics, and, and like you said, Rob, having, having the patience and the mentality to play a little differently in the second half, mm. but knowing that that was the best way to manage the game. If, they, if they'd have opened up, right, Arsenal, I'm sure of this, and a few, Arsenal a few years ago, if they get on the front foot and they get them fullbacks flying or inside yeah. and they yeah. try and expand and play their best football, Liverpool would be like rubbing their hands and like yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll pounce, they'll counter-attack. They didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't fall into the trap of that. And I thought it was really well managed from Arteta and, and the team. Yeah, it was interesting because um, we got Arteta at, at the bench. He, he was pitch, pitch side with the guys of in England. Did a brilliant job today, the yeah. guys pitch side. And, and they got yeah. Michael Arteta. Yeah. And obviously, he's in a good mood. And Lee, um, Lee Dixon's obviously a former Arsenal player, so he's got a huge respect that he carries there. But he was very open, Arteta, and talked about how he spoke to his players about, OK... We've had, we've had a disappointment, and they're going to come have a little go at us. We have to expect them to come. Oh, we've right. got to be prepared to be ready for that. Mm. We've got to be prepared to take what they yeah. do and then go again. And it almost played out to exactly so. I thought for 15 minutes, Liverpool looked lightly. You'd expect Klopp got into him. We knew probably changes would come. Yep. Nunes would get on. Didn't know how long that would be. Yep. But um, I thought there was a, a real control about Arsenal, which I think is a step yeah. further from where they were last year. Last year... Arsenal would have come flying out second half to prove a point. Right, we've yeah. just conceded, we're going mm. to get 2-1 up. And they'd have opened up and Liverpool would have mm. probably won 3-1. But there was a, there's a different maturity. Mm. And I have to go to my underappreciated player of the week because I can't talk about the Arsenal performance without talking about Jorginho today, Rob. And it was, I was a little surprised. He ended up winning the, the player of the match from, I think, our, our, our partner Sky in England. And, I, and I, I said to Rebecca, before any of that, I said, I said I'm going to name a player. Probably m most people won't mention him. He's not going to be a headline maker. He's, he won't be man of the match. But Jorginho, Rob, we, had, we have a tactical cam in, 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 the, uh, in the studio, which is, is a great view. I mean, a full 360-degree de view of, of the whole game, and, and you can see the shape and the people. Jorginho's... Hmm. I think Jorginho's game management, to, to your point... What he did with the ball, what he did without the ball, what he was urging people, what he, what he was not. He was an absolute... Honestly, I, I, I kept writing notes down, Jorginho this, Jorginho that. He, when they were pressing, he mm. was the one who was setting the triggers and telling people mm. to go. When they were sitting off, he was talking to people, getting Saka in and, and Martinelli on that side mm. to do their jobs. I just thought he, he's one of those players, Rob, who has come into to, um, to Arsenal, doesn't play every week. Mikel Arteta said trains... Like a beast every day. He's, he's been a winner internationally mm. and at club level. He's obviously a huge influence on the team. Declan Rice talked about learning from him and him being a mentor to him. Um, I just think Jorginho's one of those players who fans possibly don't understand his value on a match day and during the week. I think Mikel Arteta does, and I thought it was a day to, to recognise the roles that those people play on big days like today. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a great shout, Rob, and, and I'm, I'm with you. If you ask Arsenal fans, I'm just going to jump in there, but I'll let you finish there yeah. about, you know, some Arsenal fans are not sure about him or whatever. Mm. Uh, what it is with Janine, and, and I think I tweeted out something like, his, his, his downside is if he's left on his own mm. in the middle of that midfield mm. and there's a counter-attack situ situation going on yeah. and he is not very quick mm. and he's not very physical. Now, 
you put him in a team that's compact and you put him next to Declan Rice, mm. Mm. all of a sudden I'm liking that midfield double pivot, is what yeah. they say now. The two yeah. central midfield, uh, holding midfield players that are side by side. I mean, Odegaard is a little freer, yeah. a little bit more advanced to receive the ball. They've still got Saka right, still got Martinelli, and Kai Havertz as well, by the way, Rob. And again, we don't want to get too tactical in this. Yeah. He, he, he came Tops into in. midfield yeah. Yeah. On, on, on their left as you look forward, mm -hmm. and Odegaard sort of pulled to the right. So right. I think you indicated this little mm. box thing yeah. they had, and that was a deeper box. That wasn't yeah. a high up one behind mm. another. And so just, I mean, it's a, little, it's a little tweak that I just think... You make those little changes, and we notice it. Well, that's different. Yeah. And yeah. Liverpool, if Jurgen Klopp, like, oh, hang on a minute, I thought Odegaard was right, and we expected Rice to play the left eight. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I love those two together. You get good football, good defence. Rice can still get forward, Rob. But me, me and you both played in the middle yeah. of midfield yeah, in, yeah. In, with two no, players, yeah. and one can get in the mm. box when, it, when it's on. So Rice can still do that. So I, I really I liked it from that, the tactical side of it with the two holding players. I feel like Arsenal and, and, and Arteta needed to do something different. It had yeah, gone a little yeah. bit predictable. A little bit predictable the way that the football hadn't changed over the last couple of years. And this doesn't seem much, and it's not much, but, but mm. it, it's just something a little different. And I thought that was really good. And he absolutely had a good game, Rob. The only thing he can't do is defend very well. But if they're compact <laughs> and he's got Declan Rice next to him, then that mitigates that. And, it, and yeah. it's... It worked out great. It worked out great. And you're right, because the camera, of course, I know it in there. You can, you can consume controlling and pushing. Because yeah. sometimes when the, when the shot is, is the main camera, action, you don't yeah, always see that. Action, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's really interesting that he's, he's a leader. He's a leader. He's, Itali he's an Italian, mate. I mean, I play with, two, I take, play with some Italian players, mm. and I've never... They're so professional and dedicated, mm. and it, uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's that sort of leader, the way that he organises on the field. Yeah. Just before we, 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 we have a quick word on, on Liverpool, because it wasn't, wasn't a great day for them, and Jurgen Klopp mm. was, was big enough mm. to say that, you know, we didn't do it. Just from Arsenal's point of view, you know, the habits situation, whether it was for Jesus, we were here um, to say an injury wasn't fit. I think it was a knee that, that they, they talked about. Um, yeah, but obviously not fit, yeah. not in, in the match day squad. So habit comes in, the choice, as you say, Trossard and Katia the options. Mm. How does mm. how does that feel moving forward, Rob? When Jesus is fit? Well, it's a great question. It's a great question, Rob. And, and if I'm being if I'm sort of being totally honest, I still think this is what's going to going to hinder them winning the title. I I just I just do. I just think that I don't think Kai Havertz is the guy to win a title from a number nine or a feist nine. I don't know whether Gabriel Jesus has. Though we we talked on the last pod, mm. Rob, about I read that yeah. he's changing his mentality yeah. about more goals from now on. We'll mm. see when he comes back in there. Um, Trossard, I suppose, is a real proper false nine. Maybe he doesn't get the goals as well. So I, I, even though it's been so positive about Arsenal, I, I mean, I, again, you look at that team, right? You look at those options in midfield, yeah. and you look at the wide players. Yeah. You know the options there. They are one. They are one. Blimmin, really good striker away from, from what I think is a champion team. I just think that one position, and mm. I know that others can score and can, and can fill the void yeah. a little bit, but I still don't think those, the other players that have done well can get mm. the number of goals. I think there's going to be games, Rob, where Arsenal are not going to win games because they can't, because they, they push and push and push and can't find a way through. Push and push and, I mean, they haven't got that extra couple of goals, few goals from, in the mm. team that might mean, and I'm talking about tightly here, yeah. I'm talking about this is, you know, to, to win it all at the very top, which is going to be very difficult. So, I mean, going forward, uh, let's see some more Gabriel Jesus, but, yeah. but 
just see if, if there's anything in this mentality he's talked about. I'm going to be much more focused on scoring goals because if he does that and it works out, I mean, I'm sure it's not as simple as that, but mm. um, that's interesting. Other than that, what are you thinking then, Rob? Are you thinking that you'd rather have somebody other than Jesus for the rest um, of the season in the nine position? Do you know what, Rob? I, I think sometimes let things play out, and if it doesn't, if it continues to look as I mean, when Manchester United, when Manchester City went false nine with De Bruyne up there at one time and Foden and that, we all weren't sure then. Oh, can you win yeah. a title without striker? Yeah. Maybe you know. I tell yeah. you what else, Rob, yeah, and, and, yeah, and I, yeah. I want to move to Liverpool just quickly to to to, to, yeah. to get your view on them. I, what, I, what I would say is with his team. It was good to see Martinelli back to something like Formula 1. I thought he was dangerous today, and that, that's a help. That's yeah. a bonus if you're not getting goals centrally, but those two guys on the outside stop, you know, getting the, the goals again. That, that was good yeah. news for It's, for, it's crit for critical for them. Yeah, critical, critical for them. Let's yeah. quickly move to, to Liverpool. And just before we do, mate, I, yeah. I think it's right to pay um, our due to uh, Conor Bradley, mm. the young man, the full-back who lost his father mm. uh, a couple of days mm. ago. I mean, terrible news and, and obviously not part of the matchday squad. You know, after a brilliant week he'd had with his goals and his assists mm. and his kind of announcement to, to Liverpool, uh, you know, our thoughts with him yeah. and his family, um, you know, mm. football pales yeah. into significance on something like that. Mm. No, it's well said, mate. And, uh, yeah, I mean, such a young man to, to, to... I mean, I'm just hoping that he saw... You know, his son lived the dream and scored the goal and, and have the impact on Liverpool, you know, football club as, as what he has. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it was it's shocking to hear that. And so often triumph is followed by tragedy yeah. and it's another situation mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, I'm sure I bounce back. I'm sure the club and the manager, you know, are, are tremendously supportive. We know that yeah. at this football club. Yeah, so yeah. he'll be back. Um, but, yeah, out of the side, Trent Alexander-Arnold come in. Mm. At right fullback um, for this game. Joe Gomez would prefer to left back. And it was a funny, you know what, Rob? You know, sometimes when we all say, and it's a cliche in football, you know, the first five or 10 minutes, you can kind of, you can yeah, kind of see how they are mm. and how they're set. Mm. And Arsenal started very quickly. Arsenal, uh, Liverpool started very sloppily. I thought there was Van Dyke. There was there was like a Trent. Remember the time Trent yeah. gave the ball, flicked yeah. the ball away. Mm. There, there was a there was a sloppiness about Liverpool early on that was not not the the sort of the the body language you want. Arsenal jumped all over them, yeah. and they couldn't get out. They couldn't play out. They tried it. They they tried. They couldn't get the front players involved. They couldn't get the midfield involved at all. That 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 is is really restricting Liverpool when you press them high. Yeah. And they, they haven't got the option over the top of Darwin Nunez early on, Rob. So it was a really, it was an off day for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, we'll get day. into some yeah. details, yeah. Um, but it was an off day. They, of course, they missed their best player. Mm. I guess Jesus was out for Arsenal. Mo Salah's still not there. Dominic Soberslai, I think, suffered a hamstring injury, yeah, hamstring so he wasn't injury, there. Yeah. I mean, maybe they both maybe they both can argue that there's, yeah. there's players that yeah. were missing. Um, but our, our Liverpool, we don't often say that about Liverpool, Rob, in a big game, mm. that they didn't really show up as you'd expect them to. And I think the team and the manager afterwards are pretty magnanimous in saying that that, that was a deserved Arsenal victory. Um, they didn't play well. They couldn't, didn't handle the press well. And they made mistakes, yeah. big mistakes at the back. Yeah, and in fairness to Van Dijk, he, he came forward as captain and held his hand up and said he should have dealt with situations better. And, you know, after that first start in the second uh, Rob, let's, 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 can, we, can we just talk about that, Rob? Can we just, can yeah. we just go into that a little bit? because. Yeah. It's obviously one-one. It was a. It, well, you showed it on the on the broadcast. Yeah. It was a defining moment of the game, yeah. and it was a simple ball over the top, mm. which he got himself in a good position. Yeah, to he was with, shielding yeah. the ball, yeah. 
and he saw, he saw Alison charging off his line towards yeah. him. Mm. Now, I got the sense that you and Tim and a few others, and himself, to, for, to be fair, could, he, yeah, he could have cleared it. Yeah. But I think in the, in the moment there, he looks up, goalkeeper's rushing out, he's yeah. real close to him, mm. he tries to sort of get out of the way and let the goalkeeper deal with it, and Alisson messed yeah, it up. Messed up. He yeah. missed the ball. Yeah. So I, I thought, in my opinion, the goalkeeper was at more fault for that goal than Virgil van Dijk. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, I tended to agree. What do you think? Tim, I tended to agree, but I'm sitting next to Tim who's saying that's one where the, the goalkeeper should take charge. And if he comes, Tim said, he's got to clear right, everything right, out. Take it. Take it. Yeah, take everything out. And he yeah, said, I if mean, you uh, take Van Dyke, if you take the thing, he said, if you take your grandmother, she's there, take everything out and, and everything goes. But I, I'm the same as you. I, I, and, and if I put myself in that situation, one of my coaches always said to me, the closer you get to the goalkeeper, the more chance of error. Yeah, kick the ball out. Good. Yeah, kick the ball yeah. out. And, so, and, and maybe that's what he so, should have done. But let me say something else, last bit on this, Rob. Yeah. It, it was also, in my opinion, a bad judgment from Allison to fly off his line. Yeah, yeah. If he stays mm. 10 yards away from his goal, Van Virgil Dijk van Dijk, that, his goal side, yeah. he's in control, mm. he could lay it back to the goalkeeper, yeah. he could dribble it out and, 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 and play the ball out. But because he committed to that ball over the top, yeah. it became a panic situation. So for me, it was an Allison error. And listen, he's a brilliant goalkeeper, he's yeah. been magnificent. But that was, was, for me, was more of an Allison error. And, and then from there, Liverpool, as we said earlier, Rob, they drove at the game, yeah. didn't really create too much. Yeah. And Arsenal were like, OK, with, 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 with soaking mm. it up. And, um, of course, Trossard scores uh, on, on the counter-attack. It, it just was a poor day for Liverpool, Rob, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Not a great day for Liverpool. Brilliant day for Arsenal. Three goals, three points, and still very much part of the title race. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Okay, my friend, mm. let's move it to South London from North London. We'll go to Stamford Bridge. We'll go to Chelsea. We'll go to four goals mm. conceded in two back-to-back games now. 4-1 against Liverpool. You kind of go, oh, that's not a very good result, but it's Liverpool. 4-2 defeat to Wolves in absolutely no disrespect to Gary O'Neill, who we've talked to him and is doing a wonderful job. Oh. But 4-2 defeat at home to Wolves... At this stage Crikey. of the season, after we've Uh-oh. talked about our friend Mr. Pochettino and time and development and progress, and mm. Mm. it's starting to get a bit mm. serious, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is just—it's a shocker, isn't it? It's a shocker. I mean, the, the, the Wolves go above them in the league table as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, you, you look at the team, and it's like, well, this looks—you know—you've got your Sterling, you've got your midfield, you know, your expensive midfield players in Moses Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez. Uh, in Cuckoo. So I, I, I watched just for, for 
for disclosure, yeah, I, I watched the Man United game. Same same oh, game. Okay. So we, you yeah, watch yeah, this yeah, one. I watch the Man United. Yeah, so I can yeah. I can give you more detail on that. Mm. But of course, I saw bits of it. I saw yeah. the highlights. I yeah. saw the team. I see, you know I know at Stamford Bridge. I know mm. against Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah. that that are trying to pull, keep a team, you know, from from what they had yeah, pre-season. Yeah. It's it's incredible. And 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 we said we talked about it on the midweek pod, Rob, pod mm-hmm. where like. How long before we start to say, well, hang on a minute, Pochettino? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. surely, surely this squad's better. I mean, Graham Potter's it was different last year. It, the, the, the squad changes so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's look, making Potter look better every flipping week, given <laughs> that you Beck think said. that they're trimming the squad. Becky said exactly why yeah, Potter's I, out and about now. He, he doesn't look cut off as bad, does he? Apparently, yeah, Rob, they're yeah, in a worse no, position it, now than they were under Potter. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They just—they've got less points less or something, points. or yeah. conceded more goals or something. I—it's—it's it's an astonishing. I, I mean, I'm not going to flip and say too much about this, Rob. But can you remember one of the early one of the early podcasts, like the second week or the third week? Yeah. I remember saying on this show that this is going to be a, a long, tough season yeah. for Chelsea yeah. because, given the team I'd seen for two or three weeks and look at the new players, I'm, I'm thinking they look very good. They yeah. just—they just don't look very good, and I think that is true. Plus. Yeah. They, they, but they're still better than what they're doing right now. They're still, they, there seems to be no fight robbing no, them. No. And am I, am I being... If, you, if there's one thing you could say about Pochettino that, that maybe, I don't know, that he, he isn't on the same level as some of the other ones, would it be, would it be kind of fight and determination and pressing and aggression? And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I know he does it his own way, yeah, and that's often yeah, the football side yeah. of things, which he's trying to do at Chelsea. But should we expect more aggression from his team, more more fight from his team that you might expect from a Chelsea team that I always regard as being physical? Blimey, yeah. some of these yeah. some of the Chelsea sides in the past. Now you know, should there? I'm, I'm pointing more much Tina now, Rob. And should should he be coaching and encouraging his team to be more aggressive in the game because that was way too easy to lose like that at home to Wolves? Yeah, I mean. I mean it, it... Potch wants to do it a certain way, and, and he, was, he was assigned to the, you know, and I hate the word, but the project to, you know, develop this young talent and build a team. But we're now, what, 22, 23 games in. We are in a situation mm. where I'm not sure he knows any more than from the first day of the season what his best 11 looks like. No one unit in the team. The, the defence, if you had to pick your best back four, I'm not sure you'd know. Chilwell's nowhere near the player he was when he started the season. I know he's had an injury. Doesn't look as, as committed. Dezarzi looks a disaster. Never mind Dezarzi. Midfield two of Enzo mm. and, and, and Caicedo. Rob have got lots of potential, lots of ability. They don't understand the responsibility, the role in midfield, what sometimes you have to do and hook things on and get things away and be solid. It's a front line that, apart from Cole Palmer... Um, I'm not sure who your best wide yeah. players are. You've got centre-forwards who don't necessarily score that many goals. <laughs> it does start to, to, to look bad on him. I think he'll get the season. As I talked about in the last part, I think he'll start next season, but I think he'll have to hit, hit the ground run. I think he has to change his outlook, Rob. I think he has to start being a little bit tougher and a bit more ruthless and saying, you know what, you play in my yeah. team. If you don't yeah. do well, come and sit out. You're out. You're out for, for the next month or and and go and find out, Rob. And if, and if it's if he has to mm. go to Todd Bowl at the end of the season and go, you know, these ten players here, they're not good enough for what we want. They're not good enough for Chelsea where we mm. want to go. You have to sort that out. Mm. That, I think that's where we're getting to mm. with this now. Because yeah. if he doesn't do that, Rob, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried for him because I yeah. think it starts to turn on him. Hundred percent, Rob. I was about to go the same place. 
I, I, he's got to turn nasty. Mm. He's got to turn more aggressive. He's got to start throwing teacups around and get a little yeah. bit old school. Because mm. you know, the, these young players that have had accolades, big transfer moves, big, big wages and big, big moves to Chelsea Football Club. And mm. like, there's almost like they haven't grown up yet. And I don't know. I mean, Moises Caicedo should, should know it. And I saw his anger afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. in some ways, I, it's good to see that. Yeah. It's good to it see that. Like proper yeah. emotion, yeah. proper anger. Yeah, he really, really was upset when he came off. Mm. And, and I think the club needs that. I think you're right, Rob. Whether it's street, you know, like, I don't know. Listen, we've all had different managers, Rob. And I yeah, understand that yeah. different managers have different styles, mm. different ways. But I think at some point, I don't care what your mannerisms are, yeah. you've, got, you've got to scare the players a little bit, like mm. frighten the players into performing. And, something. And yeah. be, there's yeah. got to be a bit of fear factor. And all the greatest managers... When you think about it, they've got a real... You can you know that Klopp's got a nasty streak. Yeah. You know that Pep's got a nasty streak. Sir Alex Ferguson's a legendary hair dryer in your face, mm. flipping, hammering players. Kenny Dalglish, Liverpool, I remember. They, mm. they, there's a nasty streak in all these guys. And yeah. and maybe he's got it, Poch. But mm. I tell you what, whatever, whichever way it is, this, this... And I know that I don't... That in some ways, I've criticised the, the, some of the recruitment, yeah. whether whether the right quality to... But this is still... This is unacceptable. 11 place in the league table right now I mean, minus one goal difference. Yeah. They conceded more than they've scored all season long. It's astonishing the underperformance of, of this football club from, <clears throat> from the recruitment. And by the way, <clears throat> I understand, and we know that Todd Bowley initially at this football club had to do a lot of things on his own. Yeah. He had to try and pick the players. And with him and Thomas Tuchel, they, they, they threw some players in there. But now there's the CEO, there's mm. two directors of football, they've got the coach that they want. Like, and if you're him, or if you're the ownership, Clear Lake Capital, it's like, well, okay, guys, like, okay, what's going now, on? Yeah. You know, I'm out of it now. Yeah. You've had my money. You're the pros. I've, I've, I've hired all the pros. Yeah. What's going on? So that, I would think, will be coming from the owner as well because we can talk about project. We can talk about time. You can talk about your two years, Rob. I can talk about some of the players aren't good enough. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for Chelsea Football Club to be in the bottom half of the table below, you know, your, your Wolverhampton Wanderers that, that we thought were going to get relegated. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it's starting to be alarm bells now mm. and there's got to be some reaction from the club, from the manager and the players in the next game. Absolutely. It was one of those days I said to on, on air to Bex, right now I'd rather have the group of Wolves players behind me that I know what I'm going to get oh. than, than the group of Chelsea players. And you think how much yeah. have been spent and how much wages. Yep. And let's not forget, by the way, Wolves haven't got He Chang Wang, who's their best striker, who's been away for, for, for so much time. So it's incredible. Yeah. Just before we move on yeah. this, mate, and I have to, I have to go there yeah. with you because you know Lady Lowe and her provocative ways. There's a certain oh, no, Portuguese no. young gentleman who's now available not working in Italian football. <laughs> don't even, she, don't even me, think about just it. Just let me go finish the, 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 the statement. And she suggested, do, do you think um, if things don't go well between now and maybe the end of the season, would Mr Bowley at all be interested in a conversation with a certain Portuguese gentleman who would come in, Rob, who would get some fear. Now, I said the fit with the young players just doesn't work. I don't think it's the kind of thing that you, he would do right now. But it's an interesting angle, Robbie Musto. Well, it is an angle, and, and, and I, I, I have heard a little bit of fans talk about it. I'm with you, Rob, with the young players thing. Yeah. I mean, this is such an... Un, this is so not a Jose squad <laughs> and a philosophy of, mm. of bringing... I mean, it's just so not. Apart from the fact the jobs that he's done recently have not ended well, the Spurs situation, yeah. you know, the anger, the bitterness about him continues to grow. 
and you're going backwards. Uh, it, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna. Oh no, 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 no. Not, 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 not in my opinion, Rob. I mean, the, we we all know that he's he'll shake it up. It'll, yeah. It upsets everybody. Everybody starts fighting. There's horrible player. Uh, it, it should end right now. If they. <laughs> If they end up doing that, I, I then I, I kind of give up. I, I give up in my job. I'll take that as a definite no. And move I on to Goodison no. Park, I think my no. friend. I'll I'm move on to Goodison no. Park. Yeah. Um, okay. Pretty good game, actually. I mean, a game weekend, mate, full of goals um, this weekend. I don't know what quite was in the water. Um, it ended up Everton oh, 2, gosh. Tottenham 2. Uh, Richarlison... And really good form, a couple of really nice one-touch finishes for oh, Tottenham. And really, the non-celebrations yeah. against his Everton team was good to see. He's obviously got a lot of respect for Everton. From Everton's point of view, uh, view uh, get a goal back through uh, Jack Harrison. Again, goalkeepers, Rob uh, Vicario in that situation. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that. And then Jared Branthwaite. No. He was a, an absolute little diamond, or big diamond, should say, for, for Everton. Came yeah. late, uh, got a header. It was a really important point, I thought, for Everton in a tough game against the Spurs team that getting bodies back and starting to look a little bit like that team we saw early in the season. So, good point for Everton. Mm. Um, big disappointment, I thought, for Spurs because a chance for them to you know, cement a place in the top four. Um, mm. Where are we with the Everton kind of push against relegation and, and where are we with, with Andrew yeah. because it was interesting two set pieces um, Spurs conceded and is there a sense of for all the great football at some point you've got to defend better I mean we're looking today about the goals against it is you know quite more than anybody else up there who, in, in the top six uh, for a team who want to win things and yeah, outside chance it before this people are talking about titles does something have to change a little? Does it have to be a little tweak? Well, let me start with Everton, Rob. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I just, I just loved, I loved the Everton performance. I, I, there's nothing. Uh, we all listen. You know more than anybody else, Rob. That I love, I love the beautiful game, yeah. right? I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a purist. You know, I, I, maybe because the way I was a player. You know, I wasn't that type of guy. So when I see that sort of football, I love it. And I, and I of course, I study the game and I love the tactical side of things. So I, I love the silky side of football. But I tell you what, I, I like watching Everton. The mm. Everton's effort, the energy, the never giving up, the pushing, pushing right to the end, the physicality around the goalkeeper, mm. Branthwaite stepping up there, the fan yeah. support, the protest before the game. I just, I love the feisty nature of Everton. I love their performance, all my notes are things like determination, passion, hmm. you know, amazing drive, totally deserve the point, never look like giving up. Send that, note, send that note to Chelsea, what... by the way. Can you send that note to Stamford Bridge? <laughs> well, that's a million percent. <laughs> that's the steal that they, they need a little bit of that. Hmm. So I, I like watching Everton. I think Dominic Cavalloon looks like he's struggling for confidence, yeah, which confidence is not great. Right. Yeah. I think they missed... They missed um, Onana in midfield. They missed yeah, Decore, uh, Decore. Decore as well. Mm -hmm. Amadou Decore. They miss those two powerhouses in the midfield, yeah. and still they go keep going, and still they go forward. They made it a really difficult game for Tottenham, Rob, yeah. and there aren't many teams that do that because Spurs football is often so good, so slick. And but they never, I never really. It, my Tottenham notes are not my Tottenham notes are things like Mickey Van der Ven, and I think it was John Champion who called him the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, uh, his speed again <laughs> as we jumping off is my yeah, jaw okay. open when I watch him make recovery runs. He, he has the ability to play offside. Right, and if the, if the play goes on, he can sprint back anyway. Yeah. So I, I love watching him. 
you know, I, I, I looked at it late on, Rob, and I see that, um, what's his name? I got his, uh, Radu Dragoshin, the, the new centre-back they brought yeah, in, yeah, the yeah. Romanian, I think. Yeah. Dragoshin came on. I'm like, mm. that kind of makes sense. You know, the last five or ten minutes yeah. from, from Ange, short up, Come five on, across yeah. the back, mm. and they still conceded that late um, set-piece goal with yeah. um, Branthwaite. So they're still a work in progress, and I think he would say that. Yeah. I think uh, Madison and Van der Ven coming back is big. Mm. I think Everton away is just a difficult game, Rob. Everton yeah. away is a difficult game. And Richarlison, the other thing really that I've, that I've made note of is finishes and yeah. how he looks different. Confidence, I mean, yeah. he's, the finish on his first one, mm. yeah, and uh, just a little bit of class, a little bit of composure. He looks a different player and he's one of those that you can see what, what his confidence is like by watching him run around a little bit. And his head, it's so often his head goes down when he, when he gives a book. But he, he, he looks good. So human son to come back. The players get him fit again. Um, Pesuma, I think, has always missed in the middle of the park, yeah. even though I kind of like what Bentoncourt does. Hoiberg does his thing. Um, and, I, and I just, I prefer, I know I'm a fan of Brennan Johnson, but I still prefer Kulusevski, I think, on that, on that wide position. So yeah. they're in a good spot, uh, I suppose. Well, they're a couple of points behind Aston Villa. Mm. But it was more about Everton for me, Rob. And um, they, the 10 points, they're going to wait to hear back from that. Then yeah. they're going to wait to hear if they're going to get the another one, uh, yeah. deduction on, on the... So I just, I enjoyed Everton's fight and uh, my last Premier League minutes were at Everton and not a bad place to bow out at Everton mm. because of what it is as a stadium. The fans are like five yards away from you and, they, and they're and they an aggressive bunch. They're a, a lively bunch and the team play with that. Uh, the manager's perfect for them right now. I know they're in the, yeah, they're in they're the throes in the of a relegation yeah, fight. They're, in the, well, they're still in the bottom three now. They're still in the bottom three, yeah. 19 points. But mm. it was interesting, Rob, because it, similar mm. to, to you and... and, and I sort of said to Bex, this is a game about structure and organisation against fluidity and spontaneous and rotations. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I said, yeah. and it was interesting because yeah. I said, in a strange way, Bex, it's harder to do what Deitch does with his set of players than, than Ange. Ange, listen, you've got possession. I think it's pleasing. I know he's looking for rotations, but I want to play... Everybody wants to play like Ange with freedom and, and you know, expressing yourself. I think for, 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 for Deitch... You have to keep working in a certain way. You know, players have to be in certain positions. We have to be well set up, and then we break, and then we... And I just think it's a really yeah. hard job that he does, that he gets a tune out of his players every week. And, listen, some days it doesn't quite work, and, and if they hadn't got the 10 points, we wouldn't be talking in the same way. But it, it, I just think, yeah, like you, he deserves, they and he deserves a little bit of credit for, for, for what they're doing mm. and the way they are. They're so sh uh, short of, of, of confidence in, in the attack. Beto comes on and looks a bit clumsy. I, I know people thought it was a, was a penalty. I wasn't so sure about that one. Calvert-Lewin thinks he's scored and ends up coming off Harrison so he doesn't get his goal. I think that's 17 games now, Rob, in all competitions. Yeah. He, he's yeah, not scored. Okay. And, and as you say, I mm. think that starts to get in his head. Uh, so they're going to have to work with him. Mm. They're going to have to give him, give him the confidence. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a hard-earned point, but a well-earned point for, for Everton. Yeah. Just from, um, Absolutely. Just from Spurs' point of view, Rob, and Richarlison in the goals, and now he's confident, and I think it was his ninth Premier League goal of the season. Sonny comes back, my friend. Sonny comes back. Where yep. does Sonny go, and where does Richarlison go in, in that situation? I mean, have we got to be careful that we don't automatically take attention away from Richie again and, and we go back to the frustrated not scoring or how can we dovetail that we, we get the both from the best from both of them can Sonny still come from one of those wider positions that he did like under Kane and still be as dangerous I think so I think he comes straight in on the left hand side Rob 
Mm. I said this a while back. If Rashanison can be a central player that can score a, a, a regular goals, yeah, which he's absolutely doing right now, that's a, yeah. that's huge for Tottenham. Mm. Because then you put another goal scorer on the left-hand side. You've got a creative player now fit again in James Madison. Mm. And for me, you play Kulusevski on the left side. So a 4-2-3-1 um, with Hummins on the left, Madison, Kulusevski, Rashanison. Right. Yeah. I think that's what mm. the fans... Kula's, Kula's on the on the right. Yeah. Richardson up front, a confident Richardson yeah. that will link now with Hyomin Son. You have got James Madison to to to, to roll balls. Uh, I, you know where Richardson's good is he gets on the half turn, so his his shoulders facing yeah. the goal. You can kind yeah. of see you can see the goal, but he also sees the pass. Mm. And, and Madison's brilliant at those. You have got the runs from outside of Hyomin Son. You have got the creativity and the little link up play of Kulusevski. I just think that's exciting for Spurs fans, and I, and I as, a, as, a, as, a, as a fan of the game, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. So I don't think that's a hard question, Rob. I know Werner's done okay. He got a couple of assists, didn't he, during the week? Yeah. A couple of crosses that yeah, led to goals. Assists, Fair yeah. play to Werner. Mm. And that's a, it's a good little, I don't know, he, you know, he's a, he's a good player to have in the club for, yeah. until the end of the season. If Richarlison goes quiet, Son might go up front, Werner comes left, or Werner goes up front. It's a good acquisition, but Son back on the left, Richarlison up front, that, that with Madison prompting, I still think... I still, and, and Van der Ven fit now, Romero's fit now, you've got, you got Dragashin as a, another central defender, Porro's excellent, Udogi had a weird game. Yeah. yeah, so I think that, that Tottenham's best, and I want to see it now, the, mm. between now and the Time end of the season, when yeah, Schumann yeah. comes yeah. back, they can kick on. They mm. can kick on, and they can, they can overcome Villa, for me. They top, can overcome yeah, that, Aston Villa in that top four. Yeah, top four it's going to be an amazing yeah. race, but yeah, I want to see the best. Yeah, it's going to be a race for that one, top yeah. four. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Okay, my friend, uh, we're going to move to Old Trafford and you're going to tell me how the youngsters of Manchester United are, are yeah. dragging them back yeah. into some contention. You're going to tell me about a possible European place. Are they still, have they still got a chance for top four? And you're going to tell me about an injury to uh, Lissandra Martinez that didn't look great and reports mm. are that it could be something yeah. a little bit more, more um, long-term than, than they first thought. Yeah, well, that, I'll start with that, Rob, and yeah. it's one of them where his leg kind of got stuck a little bit and the weight of a player kind of buckled it a little bit in his knee. Um, again, we, we, we don't know yeah. how bad it is. He tried to continue, I believe, and then he went off. Yeah, sub. I mean, he, he's such not great. A, yeah. Is he? He's such an important player, Rob. I mean, I know he's... There was the whole thing about his height and everything else, yeah. but he's when if you if you notice that he's come back in the centre back and not only are they defending better, but there's a there's a spirit about it. They're all yeah. high fiving and they're fist, fist pumping each other, and he has that energy. Yeah. He's a good defender. And I, I, you know, Maguire was Maguire got a start today. I mean, Maguire made a mistake, couple of mistakes again, and the goalkeeper helped him out. And 
Um, so that that is a real blow. Casemiro yeah. back in the midfield. He's yeah. holding in midfield. It's not too alongside. He plays on his own. To his left is Bruno. Mm -hmm. To his right is um, is Maynou. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, the, 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 there was a shot, Rob. You know, I think you know who the goal scorers are. The Garnacho got a couple of goals, yeah, and, and Rasmus Hoyland scored a goal. Yeah, and there was yeah. one shot. I think it was Maynou, Garnacho, and um, yeah, Rasmus Hoyland sat together, sitting on the the on the advertising thing. Yeah. The shot was from behind. The arms. Mm. I, I, you got to think that's the that's a bright that's a bright future for Manchester United. Mm. I, I think that, that they going forward, Rob, to summarise the game a little bit. They they look really dangerous, really dangerous, in possession, playing playing their football now a lot yeah. better. Um, but obviously in the counter attack as well, they're so quick on the counter attack. So much talent. Um, I mean, Hoyland takes his goal really well. Yeah, right Lovely, classy well, yeah. little fake inside. Mm right foot into the corner. Um, and Garnacho is, is gonna be he's gonna be a star player. All right? I think he's gonna be a star player. He's gonna be better than Rashford ever is or ever would be. He's gonna be certainly better than Anthony. He's gonna be right up there. No, and I'm and I'm I'm chucking that in right now. I think he's a special talent that's getting mm. better with more games, with more first team, with more maturity. I think he's gonna be a very, very good player for them. And the striker looks like he's he's getting comfortable yeah. and the goals are coming. It looks like yeah. scoring all the time now. They weren't coming in the Premier League. They were coming yeah. in the Champions League. He had really good finishes. So he knew he could do it. The problem is, is defensively of Manchester United. And, you know, there's, there's work to be done there. It's like, what, did I, what was I thinking of? It's like, they, they and Maguire played, so this may be a big part of it. I know that our Danny Higginbotham talks about if it's not quick defenders, they drop off. Yeah. And United want to go forward. Mm. And there's big spaces in between them. And yeah. I agree with him. If Manchester United, Rob, were more aggressive in a higher line, right? And we've seen that with Liverpool, yeah. we see it with Spurs, yeah, we see it with Aston Villa. Yeah. What, what that does, it keeps the game in their opponent's half, it keeps them pinned in, and they don't get played through as much. They can get played through Man United because of yeah. the spaces between the defensive line, the midfield line, and the front players. It gets a little bit too big. Yeah. Higher line, push them in. And yeah, you're a little bit vulnerable over the top. And, and that's the problem. And that's yeah. what Maguire got caught with the ball over the top. And that's why he makes him a little bit deeper. So mm -hmm. quicker defenders in the recruitment window, higher line, because the attacking stuff yeah, is looking good. better. I'm not yeah. going to say it's brilliant yeah. because the, the data, in fact, right yeah, now still, still isn't yeah. amazing. They've yeah. still got one minus one goal difference. But, yeah. but those, the, the, the main news, silky player, Garnacho's improving by the week. And so is Rasmus Hoyland. Rashford looks looks happier and brighter and had a few moments, but yeah. um, it's a good-looking front four when you chuck in there Bruno Bruno um, Fernandez mm. and Kobe Mainu that with his prompting in midfield. So, yeah. yeah, reasons to be optimistic. It was it was a good, solid 90 minutes that we don't often get from Manchester United against a mm. team, by the way, in West Ham that can be they can frustrate you. They yeah. can park the bus. They can play deep and they can frustrate you. But but this was this is a classy. Classy day for Manchester United, where we we've jumped on them when they've been awful yeah. or inconsistent, sure. and maybe I'm, I'm you know so I'm not saying Rob, I'm not saying things like, well you know, uh, Hoyland did something amazing, they were pretty, they, they played pretty crappy, but yeah. somebody did something yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't that. This isn't one of those. Yeah. This was they look really good. Mm. They look really good in the, in the attacking phase. Keep hold of that, please, and be stronger. He conceded. I mean, this is a clean sheet, but they've yeah. conceded a lot of goals before that. Mm. That continues to be the... I mean, there's a clean sheet in this game, but there was chances. Um, yeah. That's where they can get better. But this was this was pretty encouraging, Rob. Yeah, sixth in the table, mate. Uh, you know, if they could well, have yeah. a great run and, and maybe... 
have a look at one of them Champions League or certainly European footballs. That's got to be the aim for, for Ten Hag. Um, not a great day for David Moyes mm. returning back to Old Trafford. Didn't obviously see much of this game, just some highlights and things, but didn't have yep. too many looks. I, I didn't see uh, West Ham and Arna made a decent save early from a deflected effort <laughs> and one or two efforts second half, but didn't look as though it was quite their day yeah. for West Ham. Not as, not as defensively strong as you might expect. Calvin Phillips, again, uh, made a big error. Got, yeah, but he, he came on and made a big, big error, getting caught on the ball. Yeah. You know, he's in that position. And this is it's so interesting because people don't realise how, well, how hard it is in general in the Premier League, and yeah. particularly in midfield, and particularly yeah. going back to the back four to link things together. Mm. You have got no safety net. If you're not quite sharp, you make the bad decision, your touch isn't perfect, then the, the, then the opponents will take the ball off you. Happened again. Yeah. Happened again. He, he looks like down in the dumps. And uh, David Moyes, must be, he's got to do, he's well, got to do a job one, on him. isn't it? Because he hasn't played how, much football. Like, you can is. train as much as you want. I know. We know training. Well, you match know. game. You, know, yeah. you need to play games and you need match fitness. And you know, that's something obviously he's going to have to get. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, hopefully he can, yeah, for him and for England. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, get his, his career back get up on to track speed. And, and get up to speed. All right, mate, we're going to talk about, um, just finish off with a few other results from the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start Bramall Lane uh, on this one. Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, my friend, I think had a go at the referees before the game and we talked about Siege mentality and he's an old head who knows what he's doing. He's looking to poke the dressing room and get them going. Didn't work, really. Got beat 5-0, by the way. Um, surrendered at 5-0. Um, again with the first goal after Watkins hits the post. Watkins gets the second. Bailey gets the third in 20 minutes of 3-0 down. Tielemann smashes a fourth just before half-time. Half, half mm. of um, Bramall Lane empties out. Sheffield United fans had seen enough. Mm. Into the second half, think, oh, maybe there might be a comeback. Moreno smashes one in two minutes into the second half. 5-0. Meant to be fair, Villa... Done job, done, mate. Put the feet up. Uh, Sheffield United had a goal disallowed for a very minor offside. Did work to set piece routine. Uh, I think it was Souza who ended up scoring, but that didn't count. It was one of those days. Um, yeah. And Sheffield United, mate, and I said, are already con already having to think about what happens in the Championship next year because dead and buried, um, not. Yeah. Done. You know, done. Not yeah, not enough fight. Defensively, all over the place. He played a back three, Rob, which was, is his go-to. It was a back three that looked so porous. Uh, he played Oslo up top, who's a young lad who's come through academy. Maybe a lot of talent. He has Archer on the bench who can score goals. He had Harmer on the bench. Things I just couldn't quite understand. Mm. Um, mm. They're in a bit of trouble, and, mm. and he needs to start thinking about next season now and how they might be looking to get out of the championship. Yeah, there was an emotional pull for Chris Wilder. Mm. Um, and I think, to be fair, you know, there was an improvement in the performance level for Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah maybe. They yeah. weren't winning games, but yeah. they were losing by fewer, and mm. they were more teamed together. And I remember the words that he said to his board of directors, don't give up on us, yeah. give us some money, because mm. I wouldn't say that if I didn't think we had a real chance of staying up. Well, that's gone now. Yeah. That's gone yeah. now. Just yeah. not, not enough quality. No. I mean, fight. I mean, I think... You know, I think a Chris Wilder team generally has fight. I think yeah. a Sheffield United fans generally demand fight. Yeah. Sheffield United aren't, aren't a good enough team not to be able to fight. So mm. I think there's, there is kind of some physicality in them, Rob. But if it's, you know, quality-wise, positional-wise... I've got to be honest, I didn't see it. No, no. I'll tell you what I, I saw as well, Rob, in, on social media, was... Um, so Chris Wilder, again, I, I'm not 100% sure of my facts here. I'm going by a social yeah. media report. I think it was yeah. a journalist that reported this. Did you see it, Rob, where he... He went to the, he was talking to the um, 
to a reporter on TV and saying something like, oh, I went to see the referee afterwards, I, must, I guess to ask him about something, and the, the referee's assistant was eating his sandwich. Yeah, that was the, that was ahead of the game. Say, you know, that was ahead of the game, what? mate. It was ahead of the game. Was it? And he was, it was talking ahead of the yeah, game. It was ahead of the game, and that's what I was saying. I think he did it as a like us against the world siege mentality. Show, you know, they were talking like you know sure, we're the yeah. team who, yeah, who you, are going to get disrespectful. I'm the Premier League manager yeah, in the room. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not sure. What are we? What a strange thing to say. I'm not sure what. Again, I think it's a siege mentality. I think it's a it's a, it's a leaf out of the um, Jose Mourinho playbook. You know, the us against the world. Everybody hates us. We're not getting results. Come on, lads, let's go and show them. Well, that's what I say. Didn't work. We lost five nil. And, and Chris, I thought, I thought it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, so that was before yeah. the game. So yeah. he basically said, "Oh, you know, a lack of respect there." Yeah, he's he, talking. He said, he's in the same room as a Premier League manager. Yeah. yeah. He, wow. Yeah. Big ego. Came out, like that. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be Premier League manager much longer. No, I don't do Premier League manager much longer. So. Yeah, okay, I thought, I, thought that. Yeah, I, saw, I just saw the interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. move to St. James's Park because I, I know, I mean, 4 4, Luton, eight goals in, in two games, four against Brighton, four against Newcastle. Incredible. Rob Edwards continues to be in the running for manager of the year. He keeps this Luton uh, town team up. Yeah. Um, played football, scored goals. You know, despite during 4 4 and being 4 2 up, I think you take confidence from, from what's happened. Um, Anything more on, on Newcastle and, and Luton, mate, you want to take? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's astonishing, the fight. We talked yeah. about it on the last pod, Rob, about... I, I just couldn't believe the scoreline. I think I was watching another game. I think yeah. it was this crazy window, and I'm like, I, I've, got to, I've got to switch over. This, what yeah. is going on at St. Yeah. James's Park? I switched over, and I saw a Luton team getting more chances, score another goal, I think it was. I mean, it's, kind of, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable what they're doing. Yeah. It's pretty simple football. It's not complicated. They're not trying to be a modern mm. team and play through the lines. They get it forward. They get it wide. They swing balls into the centre. They're good at set pieces. They've got some physicality. And uh, it's astonishing, absolutely astonishing what they're doing at the moment. And I think, you know, when I look at a player in midfield, mm. Rob, and I'm going to jump to my underappreciated performer, yeah. and I think, I think this, this week, right, I think we've gone for two particularly good ones. I think your Jorginho at mm. Arsenal is a really good shout. And I think I've got a good shout here as well. An under, underappreciated Ross Barkley. Mm. Ross Barkley. Mm. And maybe we're a week or two too late, Rob. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. fans of football, Premier League fans, mm. and I know Luton fans have appreciated him for yeah. what he's done. Yeah. I watch him play now for the last few weeks pretty closely. And wow, he's 30 years of age, I believe. Yeah. He's got, I think he's got three goals, three assists in a team like that, playing in the middle of the park, not an advanced mid midfield yeah. position, yeah. A, gen a midfield general, one of the two mm. holding players. He looks classy. He looks like that the, the he's, he's enjoying being the main man, yeah. being the main man, being the star player. Yeah. Chelsea and others, he, he's look, he always looked a little bit lost. He looked a little bit disengaged. He looks a little bit lacking of kind of insecure in some ways. I yeah. don't know, but yeah. uh, he, he's mature now. He's skillful. He drives. He tackles back. I mean, his attitude is superb. His mentality looks spot on. And... You know, maybe he has been underappreciated for early parts of his career. Um, he shouldn't be right now. Shouldn't be right now. The job he's doing for that club, and there's Andros Townsend there as well. Yeah. Good, good recruitment, of course. You've got to credit the club for bringing him in and making him the main man at the mm. club. And my goodness, he, he looks classy, Rob. He looks, yeah. he looks, he looks the, oftentimes, and I, again, I didn't see all of this game because the game's gone at the same time, but he mm. looks the best midfield player in the game yeah. when he's played against some of the bigger boys playing for Luton in those games. He looks like the best midfield player in the game. So I, 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 want, I thought about Ross Barkley a couple of weeks. Mm. The results, they've got a win, they've got a draw. 
he's definitely my underappreciated and deserves a mention, Ross Barkley, from a little bit lost a little bit, Ross mm. Barkley, to being right back in the Premier League and looking, by the way, like one of the best central midfield players, particularly English ones, yeah. in the league right now. So just loving, loving the way that he's playing for Luton. It's a great shout, mate, because not, not least because... Anybody could have taken him. Was he at Leon where where he last yeah. was in, in in France? And and you know there were plenty of Premier League. Was it Nice? Who, was it? Was it Nice? Nice, I think. Yeah, you I might be right. It's nice, yeah. Nice might have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, a few English players were Casper uh, Michael, I think, and one or two others yeah. were there. And it was one of yeah. those where I think people looked yeah. and everybody sort of said, nah, I think it's thirty years of yeah, age. He's, he's like he's, he's done now. No heart. Is he going to have the job? Well, Rob Edwards has pushed the buttons. We know he's got talent. He's come out, and as you say, listen, he's against Bruno Guimaraes in, in, in the, against the Newcastle game. He was a wonderful yeah. player for Newcastle. I tell you what, there ain't much between the two of them. There ain't an awful lot between those two. So yeah, it's a no. really good shout. No, uh, and, and mm. he's a sort of player who one or two I think would be looking at envious eyes because he, he he could still do a job in, in other teams. Could have had him. Brilliant for, yeah. for Luton. Uh, mm. He looks really committed. He looks like yeah. he, he's enjoying his football, which is a really important thing. Uh, so, yeah, great shout, uh, Ross Barkley. Musty's under-appreciated under performer of the week. Um, OK, mm. mate, let's move it to uh, the Amex. Um, it's a big local rivalry. It's Brighton facing Crystal Palace. If there's one game that Palace want to win all season, it, it's Brighton <laughs> at home and Brighton away. Um, didn't go to plan. Brighton, having got beat 4-0 by Luton, put four goals past Palace. Uh, early header from Dunk sets the tone. Hinchelwood with a header in the far post. And Buenanote with uh, a lovely finish. Uh, put them 3-0 up at half-time. Matata pulled one back uh, into the second half before mm. Pedro scored a beautiful goal. I think it's 19, 17-18-something in all competitions now for Pedro. Um, some detail, a little bit of detail in this one, Rob. Uh, it was a, a, a Palace team that didn't really start the game well. 3-0 down at half-time. Mm. Michael Elise was on the bench as he wasn't involved. However, yep. uh, apparently Roy Hodgson spoke to the medical people. They said, How's Elise? I asked how Elise was. I think they said he's 45 minutes in him, so he made the change. That lasted nine minutes, Rob, and he had to come off with a hamstring. Um, there was some yeah. unsavoury scenes at the end of the game between Palace fans and, and Palace yeah. players, and uh, I wouldn't say it went over the top, but there was definitely disagreement. And, and some of the Palace fans, I think, saying, you know, you've got to do more for the, for the shirt. If you wear this badge, it's got to mean a little bit more than what we're seeing. More kind of gossip around the Roy Hodgson situation, Rob. I just feel it's, it's becoming really, really awkward at, at this moment. Yeah, I mean, there's no question, Rob, this is an absolute shocker of a result. Mm. And the Michael Elise is such a bad look. It's such an unprofessional Mickey Mouse flipping the dog and duck pub team type of look. It's, it's awful, awful, where you, mm. you're OK to start a player, to, 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 to play a player off the bench. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Roy Hodgson's got to be able to trust his medical team, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, is there any blame on... Can, 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 can he, I don't know. We, I, don't, well, we don't, I, we don't know. I know they're in desperate. When did the medical people say they're late? Did Lise say I'm fine? To maybe start. the player. Does Roy yeah. say you know I yeah. need you? I need you. Can yeah. you get out there? We we don't know. Uh, maybe that some of that might might mm. come out. Maybe not. But I just think it's another spotlight on Roy. Um, this unrest, Robin, going away with, unless results change quickly. Um, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't like this to continue and Roy have to go through the last part of his career each week having to deal with these kind of situations. I would rather something mutual be done. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right decision, but you, when you see Roy Hodgson, mm. a man of that standing, being affected in this way, it's, it's just not, it's not a good look for him, it's not a good look for the football club, and Crystal Palace, obviously, fans are, are not happy. I think now, Rob, we're, we're on we're on game by game yeah. with Roy Hodgson. Mm. I mean, I've got to say, I, I still feel, right, and, and listen, it, like I said, it's game by game. Mm. Surely, if the club somehow and the fans can, 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 can calm a little bit and, and get behind the manage, current manager, yeah. get behind the team, I, think, I feel like the more drama they create, and we know as players... Rob, we've both been in struggling teams yeah. that, are, that are having a terrible yeah. run. The more angry the fans are, the more protests there are, yeah. the more vitriol, the more oohs and ahs and boos, the worse, the, the worse it gets for the players and, of course, a manager in trying to yeah. do your job. Yeah, sure. You know, they're not in a relegation. They're not in the, three, the bottom three right now. And, and, again, it's easy for me to say I don't have a dog in this and I'm yeah. not sure the Palace fans are, 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 are very angry about what's happened. But I think it's a time for the club to stick together, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Now, anything, you know, if, if, if Chelsea, if um, Crystal Palace find themselves in the bottom three in the next few weeks, then I get it. Make yeah. a change. Like, yeah. desperation time. But I still think that he, you know... I mean, what, what, what's somebody else going to do, Rob? What's well, somebody else going to do when you haven't who, got... Who, Issa, you haven't who, got... Uh, you've got to start Issa. thinking about who, and, who and, and, and we were, yeah, starting to think, like, who, who, who's the firefighter? I know they've got... Uh, I think it's Paddy... Now I think is it the the guy who's who was in charge before his assistant with with Roy now he held the, mm. the ranks before I don't know if there'd be a thought about him you're talking about who could go in for you know how many games is it now 15 games and get things right they're obviously a different team when Elise and Eze are in the side as we saw this week against Sheffield and that doesn't change Rob when those that, that, two, that, that when those can't two change. You know, and when they don't play, it, it, it becomes a little bit more ordinary. But, listen, the Palace fans are, yeah. are fans who get behind the team and really support them. We, we've known well, about generally, the atmosphere yeah. at, Sell at Sellers Park. So, obviously, there's a real disconnect at the moment. And important weeks for Palace and, and the ownership group and, and the manager just to try and stick together and, and get through some difficult times. And for Roy to finish his, his career managing, if this is going to be the, the end of it, some way that he can get a little bit more enjoyment than, than what we saw at the Amex Park. Good response for Brighton. Having, and, and, having got and Rob, four nil, four nil. Yeah. Now, I just want—I just wanted to add there. You know, I, of course, this is. You know, I'm asking. I'm sort of suggesting the fans kind of get behind. Yeah. I understand the game against Brighton. I mm. understand that that's that's not acceptable. Yeah. So yeah. I, th that's a natural reaction. Mm. I would just, you know, I don't know. I just hope. I just think the best way forward. That's that's probably the yeah. best way of doing it. The, the club, best way yeah. to help this club right yeah. now is to stick together and mm. to change the flipping the vibe around the place, and get behind the team. Because I tell you, without Eze and Elise, yeah. it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Anybody coming in is not going to be playing silky football and play yourself out of this trouble and into to, yeah. to Wonderland. It's going to be a grind. And, and Roy Hodgson is not a bad grinder. And he had a result last time before this one. I, I just think that would be the better way to go. And, and yeah, just, just on Brighton, Rob, their last defeat, I think Deserby said the, the, the biggest defeat. Luton, that was some yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, that was well, some reaction. Yeah. Some yeah. performance, the Luton, they got beat by Luton. Mm. That was some reaction. And those young players, we talk about young players at Manchester United, mm. Brighton have still got, you know, they've got Joe Pedro and Bonanotte and Jack yeah. Inchwood. Yeah. We talk about underappreciated players and players yeah. to watch, particularly Inchwood and Bonanotte. Mm. 
typical Brighton signings. They brought another one from Argentina in the window, by yeah, the way, which I haven't even had a chance to look at yet. Yeah, he's a left, the, the left, recruitment's left pretty footed, good. Left footed. Is he a left footed? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move so to good, Turf Moor, shall we? From them. Let's move to Turf Moor. Uh, yep. Quick on this one. Uh, Burnley 2, Fulham 2. Fulham go 2 and up. Polino, Muniz with the goals. And then Dato Fofana, uh, unknown from Chelsea. Got a couple of goals late on for Burnley. Really important. Uh, 90 plus one minutes uh, equaliser for Burnley. So, uh, good comeback point for um, Vincent Company and his team. Obviously, real disappointment mm. for uh, Marco Silva. Go 2-0 up. and not. But they did get Broglie on the pitch. Uh, I think he came on late on to, yeah. to, to have a little bit of run around. So that's going to be exciting to see him, how he fits. Can he be the new Mitrovic for, for Fulham, Rob? I, I'm going to be interested to see mm. how he does. And, you know, just on the basis of knowing he's going to play every week and, and he can start to get his head on getting some regular Premier League football. So I think it's, it's a really great le- loan move for, for Fulham. It's a great low move. I think they're paying £4 million, aren't they? Yeah, four, four or £5 million, million yeah. pounds, depending on appearances. Goes it goes down, down the, the more he plays. Yes, yeah, so the more he plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's a really good move. And so is Dacia Fafana, by the way, yeah. for, on loan from Chelsea for mm. Burnley. I mean, that, you know, if you look at the league table now, they're still, what, seven points yeah. from safety. I, 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 like, I like the signing for them as well to mm. try and do something going forward. They think they've got some nice, clever little midfield players, yeah. but maybe he can spark something. Of course, very difficult from that position now. They've got to be. They've got to go on some run to get out of uh, relegation zone. But there's two clubs, Rob, that are, you know, looking for strikers, and they've actually found one. Yeah. And each, yeah. each found a striker. But Brozier is particularly, you know, he was he was excellent at Southampton, Rob, wasn't he? He was yeah, excellent. He looked there, a bit of a beast yeah. of a player. Yeah. Loved him there, and he's just lost his way a little bit. He had a bad injury yeah. um, yeah. that he's yeah. back from now. So, yeah, good work from both yeah. clubs and and good result. And we'll watch how the teams and how these strikers do going forward. And the final game at Vitality, Bournemouth won, Nottingham Forest won, Clive it with an early goal for Bournemouth, Hudson Adoy with an equaliser for Forest, and on that game, uh, Philip Billing came on, I think he was on the pitch about 30 minutes, had a red card, looked like it was one of them, a bit of a clumsy challenge, I was a little surprised he got, he got a red card, but uh, he went down the yeah. back of somebody's, um, sort of back of the ankle Achilles, but it, it yeah. kind of looked like a, a foul, but yeah. I, I was a little surprised it was a straight red card. Yeah, I, you know what? It, it, listen, there's a zillion games. Yeah, it's hard to watch yeah. every incident of every game. But I saw the highlight, mm. and I saw Philip Billing kind of reach and trip him up yeah. on it as he's, he's breaking yeah. away. He reached onto the back of his foot and, and mm. brought in, brought him down. And I and then I saw a saw red card. I'm like, what? Oh, uh, was that his second? It was second yeah, yellow second, card. Yeah. But it was a straight red, wasn't yeah, it? I checked him. It was a straight. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, there was no excessive force yeah. there. It was. Felt a bit weird. I mean, I'm not, let's not get into it. But no, it's maybe one you can weird. appeal. Yeah, and with you. We'll, we'll see if the FA turn it round. But um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, a yeah, big maybe. weekend of goals, mate. Uh, I'm in studio tomorrow with Danny mm. Higginbottom. Brentford play Manchester City. That's 2 p.m. Eastern on the USA Network. But that's it for this poddy. We've had a weekend full of goals when Arsenal won the big match at the Emirates. It's a relevant in the title race. Brighton beat Palace. Villa got victory over Sheffield United and it was a young Manchester United scorers who got the points for them today and take them six in the table. We'll be back next Sunday, that's February the 11th when we'll recap match week 24 but for now I'm ill, he's Musty together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening be safe, stay healthy it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him good, good night, night. Fidelity. 
What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.